Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. So glad to be here today and talk to you about retention as a marketing strategy. I recently attended a Double Your Business workshop by Melissa Brown. And if you haven't followed Melissa Brown or you don't know about any of her her books or her content, firstly, go over to Instagram and give her a follow. And secondly, get yourself the book More Money for Shoes. I read her book More Money for Shoes and mind you, she has many, many books. I read that book, I'm going to say maybe eight or nine years ago in my business ownership journey. And remember that I was an accountant for a very brief time. So numbers have always come pretty easy to me. Um, And I know, you know, I know the P&L, I know the balance sheet, I know those things. I think what her book, More Money for Shoes, really brought into my mind was profitability and understanding time and, and, you know, utilization and capacity and things like that. And just within your own business, basically more money for shoes mirrors the the financial structure and the financial decision-making of business all through analogies about your wardrobe. Um, So it's wonderful. (laughs) It's very relatable. It's a really, really easy read. And I think you can learn a lot from it. So um, as I said, I went to a, a class of hers that was all about doubling your business and, you know, looking at your pricing, massive module on pricing, um, which was really enjoyable. We looked at a lot of different things. And one of the things that really stood out to me was retention, you know, looking at your existing customer base, looking at your retention rate and looking at your total retained customers. And when you're trying to grow your business or maintain your business, looking at how you can improve that retention rate and by improving that retention rate, lift your sales without having to go out and find new customers. Now, we all know that attracting new customers costs us more than engaging with our existing or or getting more out of our existing customers. New customers don't know us. They haven't established trust and credibility. We have to go out and find them. You know, we have to do the the marketing. We have to do the sales. We have to spend time to convert them into our, uh, you know, into our database, into our funnel, into our business. And, And we know that that, you know, lifetime customer value is so important if we can retain clients in our business and continue to sell to them and and perhaps sell more to them, we can get more for less essentially. So I came out of it buzzing with ideas for my own business and it really had me thinking about retention as a marketing strategy. Um, We, well, myself, when I create marketing strategies for clients, I always touch on CRM, so your customer relationship management tool or your database And then I always touch on uh, rewards programs and referrals programs. So thinking first about CRMs, the reason it's really important to have a CRM, and and I believe this is if you're an e-com business or if you're a service business, I know a lot of my trades clients do an amazing job um, in the space of sort of CRM and, and client engagement. We want to make sure that we're staying top of mind with our existing clients 
as we know, you know, our clients aren't thinking about us day and night. Our customers aren't thinking about us day and night. They're often, you know, compelled when we pop up, when we pop up in their inbox, when we show them that they're appreciated, when we connect with them in one way or another. And the reason a CRM tool can be really good is we can program it to prompt us. So we can program it to tell us about the anniversary of someone first, you know, working with us, uh, the birthday of a customer that buys from us. Um, it, it could be other prompts, you know, when a certain customer um, or client reaches a certain spend threshold, uh, you know. So having a, a system that can tell us that and, and even, you know, take us on that journey of a lead to conversion if you're in a service business and, and prompt us through that to, to kind of nurture a CRM can go a long way in helping us to not just convert business in, but continue to retain it over time. And then, as I said, I often talk about rewards and uh, referral programs. So firstly, how do we reward customers that stay with us for a long time? And then secondly, how do we reward and encourage customers to give referrals? So out of this day, as I said, I walked away buzzing about retention. And, you know, as we sit here right now in uh, June of 2023 in Australia, there's a lot of talk about, you know, harder times coming. And this is a great strategy. It's a great, uh, I guess, area of your business to really focus in where you're going to prioritize the customers that already know, trust and buy from you. And you're going to make sure that you adapt and you show them some love, you know, increase loyalty to continue to grow or maintain your business. So to give you some ideas about, you know, what, what does it mean? What does it mean to have a retention strategy or what types of things might I do in my business? I think firstly, a, a great place for retention and, and just around keeping our existing clients, not trying to get more out of them, you know, keeping them, keeping them satisfied, keeping them with us for a longer period of time. I think a great place is, you know, surveys and feedback. So, uh, you know, whether that's a feedback system through your website or, you know, if you do sell products, allowing reviews um, and feedback that way, or if you're a service-based business, really then working on, you know, is it an annual client survey where you want to find out that finger on the pulse of what did we do well? Where did we let you down? What did you want more from us? What did you want less from us? Or whether it's a, you know, a format where a certain period after a client starts with you that you're expecting to be a long-term engagement, you check in and do a satisfaction survey around how things are going so far and, you know, how you can continue to improve them. I think another really great retention strategy and one that gets left behind because I know myself, we're often just in the doing and we don't get much time for the the reflecting is case studies. Being able to write and showcase case studies of the impact that you've had on your clients um, is so important for retention because it allows others to see what you've done. It allows your current customers to see what you can do and want to stay with you longer to reach that level of what you can do. And of course, you know, the, the customer that the case study is built around gets that wonderful experience of being showcased as, you know, as the prime example of, of what to do right. Getting back to one of, you know, the old basics and something that 
I guess as different generations have come through to the workforce can have fallen away is getting out and seeing clients or picking up the phone and calling clients. Now, obviously, this is more for a, you know, service-based or B2B. You're not going to, as an e-com, go to the homes of people that have bought your product and just see how they're doing. Certainly, when it comes to, you know, professional services, trades, um, B2B, those sorts of things, you, you know, you need to pick up the phone, surprise your client, pick up the phone just to ask how things are going, pick up the phone just to ask how business is, pick up the phone just to see if there's anything else that you can do. You know, not picking up the phone because there's a problem, not picking up the phone because an email thread's gotten confusing, actually proactively saying, hey, we're here. You know, we love working with you. What else can we do? Or what else do you need? Or what else is going on? Uh, You know, and, and I think that the extension of that is where you can is going out and visiting clients. You know, often when we're onboarding or we're selling or we're wooing, we'll, you know, we'll have the coffee and we'll have the meeting. And then once a client is is sort of funneled in, you you don't have time. You're on to the next thing and, and those clients get left behind. So really making sure within your business that you or someone on your team, if you have one, is prioritizing that check-in and that that pulse check one-to-one in that really personal way that we know as as a client on the receiving end that we love. So we really want to make sure Sure that we're putting that out there as well. I touched on it really briefly before, but I want to dive more into referrals. And, you know, most business owners say to me, you know, I'd love to get more referrals or how can I get more referrals? And a real estate agent client of mine years ago, uh, you know, said to me, often if you say to somebody, like, if you know anyone to refer, like, I'd really appreciate it, um, you know, please do. They don't know what to say. They don't know on that spot who to suggest. But if at the end of the call you say, hey, next time we catch up, I'd love to um, talk about maybe one or two people you think that I can help. Would you mind if, if you know, you could bring to that meeting just one or two people? And, and if I've really helped you, um, you know, I'd love for you to be able to talk to them about that difference I've made for you and how I could help them. And because you're giving them time to think about it, you're setting that expectation that you want to have that conversation in the future and you're really making it about, you know, that positive. And and, and certainly if you've had a win together, you know, and an accountant client (laughs) spoke to me about, you know, when something really great has happened, it's a perfect time to say, hey, this win that we've got for you, if you think someone else could could benefit from that sort of, you know, transformation or problem solving or turnaround, really love if you could refer us. So finding that way. And, you know, further to that, what I think is always great is is that kind of dual reward. I think that helps keep referrals top of mind. Um, So having programs and, you know, you might have it at the bottom of every newsletter or you might have it on the bottom of your invoices or in the bottom of your email, depending, you know, what your business looks like. But it's that kind of I get, they get type thing. So depending on the size of your average sale, you know, you're going to adapt this to suit. But something as simple as, you know, um, your your referral means so much to a small business like ours. Uh, You know, be sure to refer us. And if someone you refer comes through, we'd love to give you 10% off your next invoice. Plus, we'll credit $50 off their, you know, first quote. So, you know, you're going to adapt that scope depending on what your business is. But that 
sort of I know there's a benefit for me so I might sort of be a little bit more motivated I might remember to talk to my friends and colleagues about it but I also know that they're getting something so I don't feel like oh I've got to go and you know sell them and they they get no benefit um so it's a real win-win we see this really successfully done in e-commerce um there's great apps, you know, on Shopify and other e-commerce platforms that allow us to run loyalty and and reward programs. And it's great for retention. Um, you know, if you shop in big like chains like Maya or Witchery, I mean, I think everybody has a rewards program right now. Um, you know, you're acquiring points and when you get enough points, you can cash it in. That's one part of that referral reward strategy where that's rewarding the loyalty of your spend and the referral part that we often see go along with that is that the app will have things like refer a friend and get refer a friend and they get a $10 voucher and you get a $10 voucher I think Uber Eats does that really well I think the Iconic does it really well um those prompts where again you win and they win uh you know that's going to that's going to help retention because it encourages people to refer and and you know they're having conversations about you they're remembering the wonderful things about you and of course any type of rewards program where people get something back for how loyal they are um for how much they spend or how long they stay that's going to also retain um them as well i think also thanking your customers is a great retention strategy again if you're an ecom that might be a, an email that goes out you know every year on their birthday or every year at a certain time of year or maybe you stagger it and it's like here's a voucher to say thanks for for shopping with us we value your continued support you could segment that and send it to you know just your top 20% of buyers and it's a real surprise and delight you know they didn't know it was coming they get it it's there's no strings attached there's no minimum spend it's just a real thank you um you know for being part of this and uh, like most of us you know getting that it it bonds you it it gets you excited it makes you feel really appreciated and then in our you know services side our professional b2b those sorts of sides you know it's that thank you card out of the blue it's that again surprise and delight such a you know wonderful strategy it's that that email uh with a voucher or it's the uh um you know bottle of wine or bottle of flowers that just turns up out of the blue with you know not waiting till christmas not waiting for that um typical time where it's like oh of course they are you know everybody sends it now coming in that spontaneous way and again maybe that's the anniversary of working together um maybe it's you know their birthday maybe it's something special happens in their business and you really celebrate it and i think that that helps retain you as well the other part of retention um is working to find new ways to solve problems for existing clients and we often forget especially if we have um a business model that's say retainer based or even project based we often don't come back and suggest other things and it's amazing how much your client doesn't know about what you do you know if you're a plumber but you also do the gas fittings for an outdoor barbecue, they may have no idea because you came to fix my leaking toilet. And I didn't know that that was also something you did. And, you know, when we we bought the outdoor barbie, we went and hunted around for someone that could do this. So we have to think about how to educate our existing clients about all the other ways that we can help them. And that helps retain them because 
everybody's looking for lower complexity. Nobody wants to work with, you know, 100 different companies. Nobody wants their home services to be divided by, you know, 20 different businesses. So if we can get that more, you know, one-stop shop, everything I need under one roof, as long as it's specialist and expert, we definitely don't want those jack-of-all-trades coming in. But if we can, you know, work with less people, have that less complexity, we definitely, you know, with a proven uh, supplier that we know and trust, we're happy to, you know, hand something else over. We're happy to do more because we already believe in the results that they're generating for us. So the other part of retention isn't just holding on to what you've got for longer. It's also looking at new ways to identify work and, and solutions. And again, coming from that, how can I serve you or, you know, how can I help you? I want to help you. Um, you know, I can see we're doing a great job of, you know, your digital, your, your social media, but you mentioned someone's managing your ads that you're not happy with. I actually think we could get better results for you. You know, can we have a look? Or, um, you know, it, it's that. It's around how can you simplify but also show that you're you're here to help and that you're coming from that genuine place of help so that your customer not only, uh, you know, does business with you for longer but does more business with you as well. The final retention strategy I'm going to talk to you about is looking for ways to um, include subscriptions within your business. If there's regular work that your ideal client needs or that your, you know, most retained clients go through, is there a way that you can turn that into a subscription that becomes really set and forget for them? Um, you know, set and forget in terms of the, the the transaction. You definitely don't want to put them on a set and forget in your own mind where you forget to service them and, and you sort of put them to the side. You know, you want to be making sure if someone comes in on a subscription, uh, you know, definitely within services that you're continuing to nurture them the same way. But it's also really true of products as well. You know, if you're selling something that is a consumable or that runs out or, um, you know, just would be so much so much easier to, to receive regularly, having that subscription often and having that incentive, you know, say 5% when you subscribe sort of thing, it makes their life easier. It helps you retain them for longer. You know, it's so hard when something's running out. I mean, we've seen people like JS Health do an amazing job of this in, in vitamins, for example. And, you know, if you are on some other sort of vitamin that doesn't have a subscription program, like you know what it's like when the bottle's running out and you're like, God, where did I get this from? I've only got like four tablets in there. How long till I receive it? Um, but, you know, if you've got that subscription on and also there's a bit of a saving, like there's, I get 5% off because I've subscribed and it just arrives every time that, you know, other bottles nearly out. We do this with our dog food. You know, we have our dog food on a, a subscription so that it's a no-brainer. Usually it's getting low and then bang, it, it's dropped at the door. And, you know, that convenience, that ongoing relationship, uh, you know, can really help retain our clients because they're less likely to forget to get waylaid, to go and look at other options because we've made it super simple. We've adjusted to their needs and their pain points. These are just a couple of ideas. There are so many different ways that you could explore retention as a marketing strategy. And as I said, the beauty of it, this is about holding on to what you've got and also maximizing and making more for less, making more out of 
who already trusts you, serving them more deeply, serving them for longer. So I hope that it's given you some ideas. As I said, I was sparking ideas and and cannot wait to implement more retention strategies within my own business because number one, you know, working with clients for a longer time helps us to, to deliver better results. But number two, it feels better. It feels nicer knowing that we have strategies in place that make our clients feel as special as we think they are, but maybe, you know, fall off the, the routine or fall off remembering to tell them. So, I would love to hear about what this sparks for you. Um, Reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram and I hope to be back in your ears again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.